So how is uh, so? How do you feel about podcasts, Mitch? Not great, Clay. Well, why don't you? Feel- <laughs> <What>? <laughs> uh, podcasts are are fun. They're like the way that that people communicate now. They share information. Seems very one sided, Clay. Well, but then people can contact us and tell us what they think. That's true. I don't know. People yeah. can't see you nod. You have to express it with your with your mouth. I didn't have enough caffeine to do this. <laughs> no, I think I think you do. I think we all do. So anyway, hello everyone. This is the Kansas Action for Children podcast. Uh, my name's Clay Wirestone. I'm the communications director here. And I'm joined by our outreach specialist, Mitch Rucker. Say hello, Mitch. Hey, hey happy to be here. Uh, so our guest today is John Wilson. Mitch isn't talking to him, just I do, but Mitch is here for the start. And Mitch is our president at... No, Mitch isn't our president. John is our president at KAC. It's a Freudian slip. And I guess so. <laughs> and, um, and so we just thought uh, that we would talk to him a little bit about where KAC is and what it's, what it's doing and who we all are and why. So, John Wilson, thank you so much for being here. Um, as the new president for Kansas Action for Children, tell us a little bit about yourself. What's your deal? Well, Clay, I think I took the path that many people who are in executive director roles took. I studied graphic design and branding at KU, and probably about midway through my time at KU, I realized that to me, design is about um, attention to detail, problem solving, communication of an idea and empathy. And I realized that while while you can apply those to visual things, I actually was much more interested in applying those concepts to social and political problems. Because r- right about that time, I was also getting involved in the campus volunteer organization that I in- eventually ended up being the co-director of. And that just kind of set me on the path to think about policy and kind of the big picture. Because I was realizing that direct service can certainly help people meet their kind of basic needs on a daily basis. Policy has the opportunity to change people's lives in a bigger way. So I uh, studied graphic design. When I graduated from KU, I took an internship at the Clinton Foundation in New York City and really enjoyed that time, but honestly didn't love New York City. I really like the Midwest. And so I was able to take that job uh, with me back to Kansas. And so I spent 11 years working for uh, an initiative focused on childhood obesity prevention. And that's where I got my start. Okay, and you also had a little bit of a, a pit stop in the Kansas legislature, too. Uh, yes, I did have a pit stop. So I had an unsuccessful run for office in 2008. Barack Obama and I decided to run together. He was more successful than I was. But uh, at that time, it was really fascinating to run as a 24-year-old and just be able to get to see your community in a totally different way going door-to-door because I knocked on hundreds and hundreds of doors. So it wasn't successful that round, but uh, fast forward to 2012, I ran and won and was in the legislature from uh, 2013 until I stepped down in 2017 to actually join KAC. Okay. So yeah, so that brings us kind of to the next step here, which is, so what brings you kind of into the child advocacy arena, or also known as KAC? Right, right. First and foremost, uh, I'm a dad. I have two small children. Parker and Henry, and, you know, they, they've changed my world, and understanding uh, how hard it is at times to, to, to be a dad and to be a parent and to raise a family 
for somebody who has uh, a, a job and has income and realizing like if you don't have access to those things or you don't have a supportive community or you can't find childcare, like it is, I mean, it's, it's, it's almost uh, paralyzing how hard that can be. Uh, and also recognizing that uh, with, with child advocacy, I mean, so many things happen early on in a kid's life. Like this is the most important window to get right. And so for, for I want to put my time and energy and talents behind something that can, can make a huge difference in the lives of kids um, and, and, and in somebody's entire life. So that's why I'm in. Why I got into child advocacy, and I also just fundamentally believe that um, policy can be a great thing to to, to shape people's lives. Because if you really think about it, um, the, the the way I approach policy is that the places and spaces where people spend their times shapes their life, their health, all sorts of things. So the thing that shapes places and spaces is policy. And so I want to be among the people that help shape the policies that shape the places that shape people in Kansas. And it's important to note for our listeners, too, that Kansas Action for Children, you know, we're not a direct uh, service organization, per se. We are a, uh, a policy-focused organization. We're located in Topeka. So we're really at the nexus of kind of the, the, the players and the events that you were familiar with as a legislator. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I think we have this unique position, not just because we have a former lawmaker now leading the organization, but because we've been around this space for so long, we understand that uh, the state house operates in a certain way. And in order for things to happen over there, you need to have authentic and meaningful relationships with the people that make decisions. And I think we do that really well and have done that really well for 40 years. Mm-hmm. And and especially, you know, in a state like Kansas, that means having relationships that are cross-party, cross-ideology, you know, cross just about a- anything you can imagine. Right. And, uh, you know, I uh, when I was in office, I was a Democrat, but I got to tell you, I, my personality is suited for nonprofit advocacy, actually, because legally, you know, we have to be nonpartisan, but I think that's how you get policy done: is you is you you focus on policy, and you don't really care who takes credit for it. And so I'm thrilled to be in this position where I get to work with uh, Democrats and Republicans who are willing to do good things for kids and their families. So, John, here's a here's a, a tough question for you. So, how long have you been on the job now as president? I officially took over the role on November first. So, by my watch, which is not lighting up right now. Uh, a little over two weeks. And so how have those two weeks gone? They have been, they have, it's been a whirlwind. It's been, um, you know, a lot of, a lot of, a lot of things are staying the same at KAC, but I think some things will change. But overall, it's been just, um, it's been a terrific transition because the team that I work with is also staying the same. And we are successful as an organization because of a team, not just because who is the president. So... Turning now from just John Wilson uh, to two Kansas kids, uh, as you assume the role here as president and just look at the state landscape, what do you think the biggest challenges facing our state's kids are right now? So I think there are several ways to look at that. Uh, I am particularly focused on kids living in poverty right now in Kansas. We have roughly 100,000 kids that live in poverty in Kansas and approximately 51,000 kids who live in concentrated poverty, meaning their neighborhood is a poor neighborhood. And that's concerning to me because we know that poverty has an effect on child development, and we know poverty has an effect on parents' and caregivers' ability to be there for their children in this most critical 
period of their development. So um, that's, for me, poverty, and these, and these kids living in poverty is one of the biggest concerns. Thinking about every Kansas child, particularly those, uh, the littlest kids, I mean, childcare right now in Kansas and everywhere is really expensive. And I think there is more that we can do to make childcare more accessible and more affordable for every, every family. So yeah, so you, you mentioned these, these big issues. You mentioned things like poverty, availability of childcare. Um, what are some of the ways that we can address these things? What are, what are, what are we looking at? So I think the important thing to remember when you think about how we address poverty in kids is to realize that babies and toddlers and little kids don't raise themselves. They need somebody in their lives to, to help them grow and help them thrive, and that's parents and caregivers. And so I think there are very pragmatic and immediate actions that the legislature can take to help those families, those parents and caregivers that are struggling the most. There are work and family support programs that are largely funded by federal dollars that um, we are uh, restricting access to. And with just some slight adjustments to Kansas law, we can increase access to programs that help families put food on the table, pay for child care, and then pay their basic bills. And I, and I believe it's, it's shown that in terms of states making use of available federal dollars, Kansas is almost at the very bottom of the barrel. Yeah. Like, I think we're 48th out of the 50 states. Yeah, that's true. And, and, and one, of the, one of the drivers of that certainly is the fact that Kansas hasn't expanded Medicaid. It's a health insurance program for low-income Kansans. So that's a big one. But there are a lot of the other programs, uh, thinking about child care, for example, um, come from federal dollars. Those, the funding comes from federal dollars. And in order to draw down those federal funds, the state has to put up some of its own money. It's what we call matching or maintenance of effort funds. And because we are, we are just beginning to climb out of a budget crisis that was created due to failed tax policy from several years ago, we just haven't been able to put up those dollars. And I would like to see us continue to move in the direction of uh, fully leveraging those federal dollars so we can support families. And it's also not just a matter of, of uh, dollars and cents. It's a matter of getting Kansans signed up and knowledgeable about these programs as well. I, I believe the, the number is something of one in 10 of Kansas families who qualify for the child care subsidies actually receive them. Right. I, I think you're absolutely right. There are there are certainly dollars, dollars help, but then how we deliver a program is really important, and the rules and regulations around the delivery of those programs are really important, which is why I'm excited that our team is focusing on all three of those areas to make change. Because if there's not, for instance, a legislative avenue to go down to make change, then let's work on the regulations and let's work on service delivery of these of these programs. And I'm thankful to that, that the state agencies right now that, that oversee these programs are interested in and how they make them more accessible to families, especially after years of intentionality around making it hard to access those programs. So, um, so we've talked about some some general things that we're focusing on right now. What what kind of other issues or other things are you thinking about uh, for KAC? Other other kinds of, of challenges we might be taking on or looking at. Well. As you know, our team is small and mighty. We have seven people on our team, and while I think our team can move mountains, we also can't change policy alone, and we can't be the only voice for kids out there. And we've never been the only voice for kids. But I believe we need more champions for kids in Kansas, champions who are in business, champions who are in the faith community, champions at the local level, moms and dads and grandparents, we need more champions out there. So I see our role in the coming years as helping to inspire and um, educate and activate champions for Kansas kids. 
And we will do that by uh, continuing to do what we've always done, which is produce high-quality research and data, uh, making that data relatable to as many people as possible, and then helping people understand that if there is a challenge, we can direct them to the people that can um, address that challenge. So more champions for kids is, w- is what I'll be focused on. Now, you just mentioned this a little bit um, a couple of questions ago, but you, you mentioned um, the role of taxes and kind of the challenges that Kansas has, has had there. Um, you are on the governor's tax reform commission. Um, so kind of how do taxes figure into this? This is something that KAC spends some time on, but, but I figured I'd let you sketch it out. <laughs> right. I, I think it's a, a valid question of why would a children's advocacy organization be interested in revenue and tax policy and the state budget? And to me, the answer is pretty simple. In order to fund the programs that help kids and their families, we need adequate revenue coming to the state. And we need that revenue being drawn uh, from a variety of sources in a responsible and equitable and a sustainable way. So that's why KAC cares about tax policy. And so you're right, I've, I've been appointed to the Governor's Tax Commission, and our charge in that commission is to create an effective tax system that allows Kansans to thrive and also to allow the state to meet its budgetary obligations. And we have just uh, had our third meeting of that tax council, and we're kind of getting a lot of ideas out on the table uh, with uh, a goal of having recommendations by the end of this fiscal year for the upcoming legislative session. But I think what's clear from the tax commission and tax council is that um, we need to uh, uh, address the, the, the costs of food for Kansans, because right now Kansas is one of those states that taxes food. But we also recognize that there is, um, a, there is huge challenges that come if you try to completely eliminate the sales tax on food. So the commission has been kind of coalescing around the concept of the refundability of the food sales tax rebate program, which is a program that has been around but um, has had changes made to it so, so fewer people can access it. So let's say here we are in the last few weeks of 2019. You're the, the new president of KAC. Let's fast forward five years from now, even 10 years from now, and assuming you're still president, <laughs> assuming we're all still still uh, chugging along, what what would you hope to have accomplished by that time? What, what, do, you, what do you see happening? I think that in 10 years, KAC will still be a strong force around the state house and still do what we do best, which is connecting with lawmakers and state agency staff and helping them understand issues and moving issues in the state house. But I think the key difference 10 years from now will, will be that there will be power built around the state. So organizations uh, that typically provide direct services to, to families and individuals will be strong voices on, in the advocacy arena as well, and that we will see communities um, being able to articulate how valuable investments in kids and families are so that the people that are representing them in the state house are champions for kids and champions for the needs of families. I think that's, to me, that's the vision, is, is um, statewide uh, strength around advocacy for kids and families. That, that sounds incredible. And flying cars. Right. Right. <laughs> uh, that, I mean, someday, someday right. we'll get there. Right. Hoverboards. Well, I don't know that, that KAC's real, you right. know, task is necessarily in the development of vehicles, but right. could be. Yeah. 
Um, also, John, here's here's another question. So, um, what's your what's your jam in the morning if you're going to be coming into work and trying to charge yourself up? Oh, what man. might you be listening to as you uh, as you make the make the drive into Topeka? So there is a song by Public Enemy <laughs> called "He Got Game," which really gets me fired up. In fact, it was one I listened to when I was. Uh, driving into the state house uh, would caution listeners to, that it is, has some explicit lyrics in it. But if you got kiddos in the car, um, there is also a song uh, that gets me fired up. It is called Wow by Beck. And it's just got a great beat and it's a fun, like uplifting song. And then just because I can't pick one, um, you'll notice I'm getting more animated talking about music than I was about the tax mm-hmm. commission. Uh, the last one would be anything by Tom Petty because he's one of the best American artists in history. Here, here. <laughs> so, John, thanks so much for coming in. We really appreciate you taking the time. I'm glad to be here. Thanks for having me. Okay. Thanks for listening. We look forward to bringing you more news and information from Kansas Action for Children in the weeks to come. Please go to kac.org to sign up for updates. Thanks again, and we'll see you soon.